This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. Does a possible climate change cause this? It is quite possible that weather caused it. Yeah, that was me this morning just a few minutes ago asking the, the director of the Department of Administration, Warmer, about the cause for crumbling marble underneath the area atop the state house that supports the independent man. This is part of an announcement this morning that the the McKee administration announcing that they are going to be taking the independent man off the top of the state house and along with the dome itself it's going to be undergoing some renovations. Now this is in and of itself I guess quasi interesting, right? It's um, you know, it's something that hasn't happened all that often. I think it's only been on the ground once or twice before. This is obviously an iconic piece of visual art for the state and you know, there's a feel good thought that goes to the idea of, hey, let's get this thing in shape. And, you know, the the idea that there's surveillance that can assess whether or not there's significant problems with some of our historic infrastructure is also pretty spectacular, right? That's something you want to make sure is happening. But look, I think that question that I asked there, I mean, obviously I asked it, so it was important to me. And I think it's important to a lot of you is, is really relevant. I mean, you have situations on a global basis right now if you ever were wondering about whether or not climate change is real i mean the answer is right there for you i mean take a look at the horror that's happening in libya and even here in the united states and even here in rhode island the unprecedented weather that we've experienced now i get it there is not always an immediate connection between weather patterns and climate change but they're pretty commingled for the most part according to pretty much every reasonable scientific assessment and for following a week of unbelievable floods rain so on and so forth it at a level that is i don't have the data in front of me but on any anecdotal note is going to show you that this is unprecedented yeah i think it's pretty safe to say that climate change is likely at least likely responsible for the crumbling marble atop the state house and now the required removal of the independent man for this this restoration project. And look, I just wanted to hop on for a second. Good morning, everybody. And we are heading into a weekend where it looks like we're going to dodge any serious impact from Hurricane Lee other than here in Rhode Island anyway, other than the, the rip currents being pretty strong. I mean, there's a little bit of wind out there right now as we're in this tropical storm uh, advisory at the moment. But folks, I think we need to think about this independent man story in the context of consequences and compared with human lives compared with infrastructure like housing even on the transportation side means nothing you know it's 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 art it's an emblem it's something that is a nice flavor and i love the independent man and i think it's it's a wonderful thing but i think that we should start to frame more comfortably these types of scenarios as climate change impact and what's wrong with doing so. Now, look, did the director get caught off guard there with that question and didn't want to commit to, yeah, this is possibly climate change because they haven't even been able to determine whether or not this is a weather-related scenario that has um, required this, this restoration process to be expedited and sort of an emergency procurement to get cranes up there. I mean, the cranes are there right now. The statue is not coming down today. But we're standing there watching cranes heading up to the top of the uh, the state house 
preparing to take this thing down. But my point here, and just and just signing on for just a couple of seconds, even I didn't. Even, there's really nothing more to say other than, I think we got to get more comfortable with acknowledging climate change and the consequences it's having in our physical landscape. And sometimes it takes an iconic or forward-facing piece of infrastructure to have a problem for people to start paying more and more attention, as if the flooding, as if the unprecedented weather situations, the weather events that we've been experiencing. I mean, we can go back just in this calendar year. You can look at the Exeter wildfire, the bizarre summer weather, the extended summer. And over the last couple of weeks, obviously, look, a lot of what we're experiencing is the result of infrastructure that isn't up to speed. And the billions of dollars that would be required to get that infrastructure up to speed, it's not going to happen anytime soon. So it's not as if we've got to say, okay, great. We're in a situation where climate change is happening, so therefore everybody panic. You know, the, the world is falling down around us right in this moment, even though in many ways it is. But at minimum, we need to see more acknowledgement of this crisis and the consequences that are public facing right there in front of us of significant changes to the weather patterns that we experience. And I'm willing to bet that the reason why all of a sudden the independent man needs to come down and that marble's crumbling is because our infrastructure is not meeting the moment. It's the same reason why Route 10 keeps flooding. It's the same reason why we saw the, the, the floods off Branch Avenue. It's the same reason why we see this flood in Cranston at that apartment complex that has been completely annihilated. It's the same reason why we're seeing on a global scale utter catastrophe. We need to acknowledge that climate change is real. If the independent man falls off the statehouse because climate change drives weather that creates a, a, a brittle support structure for it and it falls off the top of the state house and it doesn't hurt anybody it just falls down and breaks you know it gets destroyed or whatever i mean it'd be kind of sad it'd be kind of depressing at a certain level right but it'd be like the old man on the mountain falling off in new hampshire i guess right it's iconic but you can move on but this is just a signal for what is really happening in the world around us right now and the message is very clear to me and that's our infrastructure at every level needs to be climate resilient now, I don't spend a lot of time on the podcast talking about climate change. There's a lot of people locally, uh, whether you're talking Steve Alquist, whether you're talking uh, Eco RI News, uh, whether you're talking some of the activist groups here, Sunrise and otherwise, that do an excellent job of, of highlighting this area. So it's not to say I don't care about it or I don't think it's important. I just think that there's, there's, there's a lot of it. And sometimes, you know, the, the idea with any kind of media project is to just sort of find the lanes that are un underserved or uncovered uh and and that's where i try to land but i'll tell you right now the first thing i think of when i see crumbling infrastructure be it the roadways or be it the independent man is it should make us all go including and especially those in positions of power which means people who are elected officials people who are appointed officials people who are involved in any kind of um public information aspect of things whether that's the media or whatever we need to understand that this is not just a talking point 
this being climate change. And to compare the independent man to what's happening in, in Libya or in other places right now is, is utterly irresponsible and ridiculous. But we can use it as just a forward-facing example to say, hey, you know, we can't prove that the reason that this independent man scenario is taking place is because of climate change. But boy, can we acknowledge that it is a very likely possibility that along with much of the other infrastructure that we have in this state, and again, zooming into the state of Rhode Island, right here and now, we are not meeting the moment. And, you know, again, the McKee administration, they, they acknowledge climate change. Let's be honest about it, folks. I mean, it's not like, you know, you're dealing with a climate denial administration or something like that. Uh, I just was caught off guard there by the, the director of administration, you know, saying, yeah, maybe it's weather. You've got to acknowledge, yeah, maybe it is climate change. And maybe we need to assess all of our infrastructure with even more additional scrutiny. As to the climate resiliency of that infrastructure. And also, folks, as we move forward, as we go into the next year, decade, half century, century, when these types of incidents occur, right? Again, the independent man in the grand scheme of things. Nowhere near as important as our general infrastructure. I would just like to see a little bit more acknowledgement in the vocabulary of some public officials. And also, in turn, it not being framed as, oh, okay, you know what, that, that, that's some kind of you know, far left sort of uh, um, you know, talking point, trying to, to, to gain votes, trying to gain acknowledgement, trying to gain endorsements in future elections. It's not. It's an urgent matter. And we can't sit here and say with absolute certainty that this is a direct result of climate change. But boy, can we put it into the pile of consideration and use this as an example moving forward to say, hey, geez, you know, there are, there are infrastructure issues in this state that we are seeing play out in a massive way. Infrastructure problems that can be attributed to if climate change is happening, the acknowledgement that our infrastructure is not ready to meet the moment. The independent man is nothing more than just sort of an entry point into that conversation, if nothing else. If the flooding, if the, 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 the rising sea levels, if all of the academic scientific renderings aren't enough, here's something right in front of you. And again, I didn't really talk to Governor McKee about this, and I, I think I will ask in the future, like, hey, w what's your take on that? And, and I actually am willing to bet that he would have a completely different answer than the director of the Department of Administration did right there. But let this be a moment. Let that question right there, which is probably going to kind of get, that's not going to make the newscast. That's not going to be the, the, the frontline story here. That's why I'm hopping on right now, because I think it should be something to consider. And it's that simple. That's really all I've got. Now, this, the, the news on this, um, you know, the governor announcing that the Rhode Island State House Dome will undergo an important, this is their press release, by the way, will undergo an important historic repair and preservation effort, which will include the independent man temporar temporarily moving from atop the dome for the first time since 1975 and for only the second time in the state's history. Okay, so two times it's been down. 
touching the surface of the state of Rhode Island. The independent man is an iconic symbol of our state and a source of pride for all Rhode Islanders, said Governor McKee. The state has weathered decades of storms, blizzards, and hurricanes, true, and it's important that we use this opportunity to invest in the people's house and preserve the independent man for generations of Rhode Islanders and visitors to enjoy. Totally. The news release goes on to say the decision to embark on this specific preservation and repair effort came this week after a team of state employees captured footage of the state house dome that showed the marble base supporting the, the independent man had begun to separate. The employees were documenting the state house cleaning and restoration project initiated by the governor. The footage was captured before crews began cleaning work on the dome and the area surrounding the independent man. Today, the state is taking immediate action to secure the statue and the base and a crane and work crew were on site early Friday morning. It's anticipated the initial work to, to secure the statue will be completed before the arrival of any potential adverse weather related to Hurricane Lee. The state will consult with experts in the field to determine the next steps for repair. Uh, they said it could take about a year based on the uh, 1975 scenario in which the, uh, the independent man was taken down and, uh, and uh, the restoration process and cleaning and all that began. So, look, again, the, my, my takeaway here is just, hey, why not use these types of moments more frequently as they happen more and more frequently as a chance to acknowledge, hey, climate change is real. We can't say for sure that what happened here is an immediate and direct impact of climate change, but boy, is it possible. Boy, is it possible. And boy, would it be good if we could find ourselves in a situation where our infrastructure goals, and they are at, at certain levels, let's be fair, the administration, again, this is not, McKee is not a climate change denier. This is not, you know, let's be clear what this is about. This is just me in that one moment with the director of administration. I just thought, and it was kind of an impromptu question. I didn't plan that until a tenth of a second before I asked it. Totally stream of consciousness. But why not have it on the tip of your tongue at the gubernatorial level, at the General Assembly level, at the municipal level, to just say, yeah, you know what? It could be. And we're seeing other things from an infrastructure standpoint, not necessarily in the purview of the Department of Administration, but yeah, you know, anecdotally, it could be climate change. And boy, do we need to address our infrastructure to meet the moment for true climate resiliency. Why not? What's the harm in that? I mean, what are you afraid? Patricia Morgan's going to give you a hard time on Twitter if you say that? Or Justin Katz? Or, or, or somebody else are going to give you a hard time on Twitter for 15 seconds and, and th 33 people will see the post? Gen Z and millennials and many other generations, at least maybe not the majority, but a significant portion, want to see climate change resiliency as a front and center talking point. And I'm just surprised that this is not being framed with at least a little bit of that. And, and to say it could be weather, yeah, it could be weather. What causes this type of weather? Could it be anomalous? Absolutely. Could it be cyclical? Absolutely. Is it very likely and at least as likely that climate change is resulting in a shift in a meteorological scenario that allows for that type of rain, back-to-back-to-back, uh, to back to back, tornadoes blowing through Rhode Island, now funnel clouds over the Jamestown Bridge, roadways flooded out regularly, people being rescued by boats, property destroyed. Why decouple 
an iconic piece of state house uh, Rhode Island history from that broader problem. Again, you don't need to come out and offer a press conference. Hey, look what climate change did. It's going to possibly cost us the the independent man. Just bake it into the ingredients of any conversation of this nature. I think people want to hear it, and those that don't, they don't want to hear anything from you because they don't like you. And they want to bury their head in the sand. And that's really all I got on it. You know, I was just surprised. I mean, I don't know the director, uh, the department administration very well at all. I mean, just enough to say hello and, and howdy doody and uh, have a great day. Uh, seems like a smart guy, incredible guy, I guess. Uh, I've got no reason to think otherwise, right? Trains seem to run on time for the most part, his purview. Um, just put that in your vocabulary, man. It should not be a radical statement in 2023 on the heels of unprecedented weather events that when we see infrastructure crumbling, although sure, it could just be the natural ebb and flow of that infrastructure. Um, it, just, it just could be the way it is. You know, hey, things decay, time moves along, and it creates all kinds of uh, unexpected problems. Sand moves through the hourglass, and as do the days of our lives. But it also could be climate change, and you should acknowledge it as at least a possibility. Okay, if anything breaks on Hurricane Lee over the course of the weekend, obviously we'll bring it to you here. For the most part, it seems like everything is going to be pretty relaxed. Um, don't go into the water. Uh, my surfing friends, please don't do it. Um, if you're, if you're, if you're going to be down by the water, you know, if you see, as I always say, if, if the rocks or the, the surface is black or dark colored, please don't go on it. You know, don't, don't slip. Don't get your ankle caught in that, in that's in, in, in the, uh, the, the rocks and, and there's too many drowning deaths that happen or drowning accidents that happen down on Black Rock, um, down on uh, Hazard Avenue, down in, uh, you know, um, all those little pockets of Narragansett, similarly out in Beaver Tail and Jamestown, out in Middletown, and you can hear the wind blowing in the background. I've got my window open for some reason, and you can hear the wind blowing, and that's, you know, again, that, that's this is it. You know, we're, we're probably not going to get much, much more than a little wind, but the governor's going to have a briefing at EMA coming up in about an hour. We'll keep an eye on that. And if anything comes up, if you're seeing anything, go ahead and email me, Bill at RIPodcast.com. Of course, on Twitter, at Bill Bartholomew. Um, if you're seeing, seeing anything out there, if you feel that uh, there's anything newsworthy happening that's being overlooked, uh, and more importantly, emergent, that requires a public um, service type of situation, yeah, let us know. We'll, uh, we'll blast it out there. Um, but for the most part, it seems like this hurricane is going to be pretty... Pretty, pretty good uh, for us, and uh, maybe not so much for our friends up in uh, Atlantic Canada. And so our, our, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, as I said at the beginning of the, the, this broadcast, you know, we're obviously keeping our thoughts with the flood victims um, in Africa right now. I mean, just a horrific story that there's really nothing else to say. It's just a horrible, 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 horrible situation. And to compare that in any way, shape, or form to what's happened to the independent man is outrageous. But sometimes we don't even pay attention to what's happening in western Connecticut, never mind what's happening on a different continent. But when you've got the independent man crumbling, the, the infrastructure below it crumbling following severe weather events, let's couple that with a conversation on climate change resiliency. Why not? 
What do we have to lose? I mean, other than the survival of the species. Let's just do it. Let's let's make it natural, normal. Let's normalize climate change as a conversation in political con in, in political announcements, whatever. And not just in big speeches and not just in talking points. But in hey, yeah, you know, it's possible. And boy, here's another example of why our climate change resiliency plan needs to be expedited and executed. Done deal. Um, tomorrow here at the loft, six six nine Elmwood Avenue. We are having an Elmwood Songwriters Club. It's back. It's uh, it's our Bartholomew Town presented. Let me say that again. Bartholomew Town presented, weirdly stated, um, monthly series where where it's eight singer songwriter performers performing two songs each, and I draw the order at random out of a hat. And it's just been an amazing event. It started in I guess 2019. Uh, took a break during the pandemic, and it has grown. It has roared back. It is a great community hang. It's free to get in. There's plenty of parking. The loft is right off of Route 10, right off 95. So assuming that we don't have the type of weather that would require a cancellation and it doesn't look like we will, we'll be here. And uh, it's a great community hang. You never know who's going to be here. It's always it's kind of a fun blend of the artistic community, the, uh, the local uh, community here in Elmwood, residential community, the political community. Um, and it's a great showcase of, of what we have to offer from an artistic standpoint here in Rhode Island. Elmwood songwriters club it's tomorrow here at the loft 669 elmwood avenue right there in providence uh where i'm broadcasting from right now and we can have conversations about things like this one of the best parts about this event is yeah we get the performance and it moves pretty fast eight artists two songs each you know it's a little over an hour of actual music and uh, i try to do my best uh, comedic activity as well by the way and i'm not sure that's the highlight but it does happen uh so there's that but um one of the best parts about this is before the event we have some fun conversations but after the uh, the music is over we're here we're hanging we're talking and we're having chats about you name it um and it is just such a, an, a fun exchange uh a communal experience sharing ideas sharing conversation elmwood songwriters club 669 elmwood avenue tomorrow that's saturday night uh september 16th it's a monthly series too so if you miss this one we'll always let you know when it's happening it's uh, typically the second saturday of the month we moved it in this case to uh, the uh, third because of PVD Fest, which is another category. By the way, I mentioned in McGowan's column in the Boston Globe today, he took a couple of uh, quotes from my podcast on PVD Fest, which has gone viral. I understand that it has reached uh, some high-level officials, and I'm going to reach out and plan uh, plan to reach out and try to have a sit-down with uh, some of the administration at the Providence level to have a conversation about uh, my takeaway on PVD Fest and the feedback I've gotten from a lot of you guys and my own personal experience. But check out McGowan's column in the Boston Globe. He does a great job. He suggests that, guess who? Mayra Lorza should be brought back in as uh, maybe the uh, head of PVD Fest. So he, a very well-written piece there from Dan McGowan, a friend of the pod if there ever were one. Okay, like I said, anything Lee-related will pop in, give you, give you that. Uh, otherwise, we'll talk to you next week. Bye, everybody.